Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Get Clean Podcast. I'm your host, Khalil Sherrod, and this is episode 21. In this episode, I will be interviewing Brian Llewelling, owner of Blanco's Garage Gym in California. Coach Brian is a avid conjugate user, conjugate supporter, and now he's applying it to uh, the athletes that he has in his own garage gym that he's growing and hoping to eventually probably open up his own uh, barnyard type of uh, gym like how Coach uh, Zingler does, you know, so that low overhead action, yes. (laughs) All right, let's get clean. Coach? Hey, what's happening, man? How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Just got back from work. How about you? Uh, day off today. Just kind of running errands and uh, training training people in the garage. Oh, oh, so you work a regular like nine to five too? Oh yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I work work a lot actually. Uh, I'm a psychiatric uh, technician at a mental health hospital. Whoa, whoa. That sounds like a rough job. <laughs> it is. Uh, there's, I mean, it's 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 fairly easy for the most part, but there's definitely some uh, some moments, rough times, and uh, it can get uh, violent. It can get poopy. <laughs> I mean, you never know. <laughs> I'd be too creeped out. I've seen too many movies, man. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, it's not even. Uh, it's not really like the movies. Uh, <laughs> have you seen uh, uh, what is the one with Jack Nicholson? The one that the flew of the cuckoo's nest. Or oh my! I said as it's funny. As soon as we started this conversation, I was thinking of that. Right <laughs> then, I said, "Is he about to say it?" I have never watched it. Last night, I'm an hour into that movie for the first time. No way! That's crazy. I'm. De- I kept it on my like watch. You know, uh, <laughs> like add to my list. I never yeah. kept saying. Kept saying. Never got around last night, so I'm halfway through. Thank you for reminding me. I got to finish it tonight. That's hilarious, man. Because I love Jack Nicholson, and if it's anything scary or he's a nutcase, oh, there we go. It's it's, it's meant to be then. (laughs) So what were you saying about it? That's funny, man. Uh, I mean, I've only watched that movie maybe like twice in my life all the way through, but uh, Mm -hmm. some some of the stuff's similar. Not not as crazy as it seems, but some of it's similar. Mm. Just a... I don't know, man. The men- mental illness is is real, and there's uh, yeah. a lot of it's from uh, drugs. So drug induced what mental illness is? Wow, pretty, uh, pretty relevant. Okay, so let, let's let's uh, start us out just by telling everybody who you are, what you do, well, everything you do. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, <laughs> my name is Brian Llewelling. Uh I work full time at a mental health hospital uh, here in California. Uh, I'm a psych tech there. I uh, have a garage gym with my dad, actually, at my parents' house. And uh, we train four four kids right now there. And then my dad and I work mm-hmm. out and train together most of the time. And, uh, you know, uh, that's pretty much it. Just pretty much stay busy with th- those two things. Uh, what sports did you play growing up? Uh, I played football and then ran track, it, but that was that was in high school. Growing up, basketball was my first love. Oh, okay. Yeah. What made you stop doing that? Uh, just too short. 
Yeah, I hear you. I'm only five ten. Yeah, I'm five ten. So. Also, yeah. it's it's a <laughs> tough one to get over if you're that short. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I barely, I barely got into Division Two, but if I would have known what I know now, if I was on that Jared Bitney action, <laughs> then I would have been all right. But you know, if you're not and you short and you got the same vertical as the six kid, six kid, you just can't jump high enough. You can't run. That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Um, when did you first start coaching? Um, well, I've kind of helped people out throughout the years here and there. Nothing real serious. Uh, but just, um, in the last like six months, really have gotten it going where I have an actual clientele with, uh, the four kids and, uh, three out of the four kids just recently started probably a month, month and a half ago. But the one kid that, uh, has been there with me the whole time, he's been about six months now. And like, how did you get that kid? Well, um, he actually is friends with, uh, his mom is friends with one of my cousins. So recommended it to us because, uh, my dad has been like a powerlifter over the years since like, uh, I think he started powerlifting in the, like around 1980. Hmm. And then, uh, I just grew up doing it and, uh, my cousin knew what it was with us. So she was like, my my uh, cousin and uncle can help you out so they just started coming over and it kind of actually like formed into what it's becoming and the future of like Blanco's gym hmm. uh so what made you want to open a gym in your garage um just to help out the kids really I didn't really have like too much of a plan it was just uh it kind of came about and I just kind of ran with it and then hmm. it's uh <clears throat> It would be a good way to venture off from uh, possibly working at the hospital and getting away from that because, I mean, it is pretty dangerous out there. So right. hopefully one day it'll turn into something where I can just put my full time, full effort into it. But at this point, it's kind of just what I can do outside of work. Right. Um, what sports are you training those kids for? Um, they are... There are two football players, uh, and the other two actually don't even play sports right now. They just want to train mm. and uh, get stronger and be healthier. What uh, what what have been some like the numbers that you've gotten those two football players with, or progression? I would you know I would say. Um, well, they they've only been with me um for six months. The the first kid that's been there, he's he's probably progressed on his deadlift. Um. I'd say by like a hundred pounds and then he's always been a fairly good bencher. Probably. uh, I think he weighs probably like a, a buck 30 and he can bench probably about if I was to guess one fifty right now. So Mm. that that's gotten stronger. And then uh, I think he's 14 or 15 right now. Then uh, the other kid just started with me. He's, He's a big boy though. He's uh he's six nine three forty. So he's going. Jeez. Yeah, he's uh he's just like growing into himself. So how old is he? He's uh seventeen, I believe. He's gonna be a senior in high school this wow. year. He's, Does he uh, have offers? Yeah, he's uh I think he's committed to San Diego State to play like offensive guard, offensive tackle. Oh okay, wow. Yeah, he's just started with me though. So he, I'm still trying to lock in his technique and form and right yeah he's six kinda, nine <laughs> yeah i mean it, it's difficult trying to switch the rack height 
uh, with what we got <laughs> right now from a six nine kid to uh, another one I think is probably like five seven. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's different. Do you even probably. have a pin high enough for him? Does he have to go on the outside of the rack? Like he can't. No, he, inside can, he can fit in the inside, <laughs> but it's like it's so funny when he. Uh, gets down to bench in the rack like it looks like people's like squat rack like height. <laughs> oh he's a, he's a big kid though what what uh sports are you like looking forward to trying to train in the future uh i mean anything i think uh conjugate can like transition into a lot of different sports it's kind of right. a wide base so i mean anything really i i just uh have a football background so i just enjoy being around that and helping kids out for that so speaking on that what type of program do you have your clients on <laughs> uh, i got them <laughs> on a conjugate program mm -hmm. um it's actually kind of based off of uh nate harvey's uh conjugate you mm. i uh have talked to him a couple times on uh on instagram just messaging <laughs> him back and forth and uh he's been real helpful so uh I ended up uh, buying his Conjugate U off of uh, Elite FTS. I had worked with like some of the Conjugate stuff before that, but I hadn't really had like a set plan. And uh, I would highly recommend people to check out Conjugate U that he does on there because it just outlines everything and it makes it super simple. Is it um? Is it like? Is it a book? Is it a series of articles like how does what is it's it like a like? it's like a ebook like pdf ah, okay. thing, and it goes through like chapters and kind of uh just goes from like uh just like the the definition of conjugate his definition and goes through like his description of max effort dynamic effort repetition effort and then goes into like uh exercises how to line them up uh and I mean, everything. It, it actually, like, has been one of the best things I've actually read on Conjugate because mm -hmm. Conjugate can be pretty simple but pretty uh, pretty complicated at the same time. Yeah, and, like, Louis, it's, like, you have to – you, like, read all his books, and then it's, like, because of the way they're laid out and how fast he's speaking through typing, you can tell. Yeah. Like, you have to, like, piece stuff together from different books where I'm, like, wait – like the biggest one that like I don't know if you're are did you have you ever done the conjugate club before? I did for like two or three months. Like when you go through it, it's like people are always asking like, so what? Is, how do you do Circumax? Because it's like when you learn the book of methods, it's not very clear. It's like he shows you an example of what it looks like, but you but it's like, how the hell do I organize this? Who do I use it for strictly? Should yeah. I use it for lifters? You know, it's like, and you got to like, then later he comes out of book and it like further, furthers explain something, but it's like one part of it. And you're like, ah, can you put it all in one? Can I get a, a conjugate for dummies? You know, so. I noticed that like the book of methods just like uh, repeats itself quite a bit too. And I was, it does. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's kind of a complicated read, I guess. Just yeah. Kind and of, I, just kind of all over the place, I guess I'd say. I feel like, and then when I got, certified through them for the athletic training and the personal the personal training athletic coach one mm -hmm. the stuff that was in the book of methods it was clear they updated because they like changed like percentages a little bit and stuff like on the thing but i'm like well is it based off the book and i got shit wrong and i'm like but that ain't wrong that's not what you're saying to the thing you know what i mean it, it's funny like well from but they from don't update the book 
from what <laughs> I understand, they like his ideas and thoughts have changed throughout the years. And that yeah. the book of methods was done in what the nineties, maybe like early two thousands. It was like, yeah, at the most at the most is early two thousands. Yeah, yeah, so I mean, it's it's a since, since twenty ten, he's made like. Now, now the series big thing is like how he does the five by fives instead of the twelve by twos. Yeah, you know, like so, um, and then like changing the band tension from twenty five to thirty three. Well, I mean, that's usually for his like very very strong lifters, but still, he's like, oh no, you know, we can actually do more of this or less of this. Yeah, you know, so I think a lot yeah. of the stuff in the, his books is like tailor made for his big big time powerlifters, and uh, yeah, might necessarily not necessarily work for everyone the exact like percentages and stuff but yeah you know how it goes it's all like off of feel and whatever works for you and i i I think what i just found is just listening to dudes like bird sports and 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 jared bitney and and zingler because like they basically almost only work with athletes and you see the difference of like okay they still do max effort but there's their dynamic effort day is like almost totally different how they do accessories how they would do conditioning and then like their approach to jumping, the layout of jump, like how they add sprints in, you know, like yeah. all of that is like some stuff they, that, you know, at West side for at least like their books. Cause I know they have athletes, but you know, like it's almost totally different, but it's like, you see these guys making freaks and it's like, and a lot of, a lot of them are like signed off by Louis. So it's like, okay, let me go to them. Cause they've obviously taken like bits and pieces and then plugged it in and, and been testing it out, you know? Right. Um, so what, in your opinion, why does linear periodization not work? Um, I would guess, I would say that just, uh, you're only training like one thing, like at a time. And obviously, you know, like with conjugate, you're, you're, uh, training three different like modalities at the same time. Yeah. uh, I mean, that's all I'd say. I mean, I, you see powerlifters doing linear periodization yeah. that are successful so i i, I don't know <laughs> um so how often do you guys use ladders at your gym <laughs> i was waiting for that one i've been, I've been listening <laughs> to your podcast <laughs> oh yeah you know it's coming <laughs> we do not use them at all I, it's funny I, when i was fresh out of high school after playing football and stuff uh i had mm. like a little portable ladder uh in a little bag that I used to take in like my car or whatever, just just in case, you know. And uh, <laughs> I never used it once. <laughs> and now, and now it makes sense why I never did. <laughs> um, where is jumping placed in your athletes program? I like doing them uh, before the max effort and dynamic effort like lifts, and, mm. and uh, I I kind of use myself as like a guinea pig before I like right. do stuff with the kids, mm-hmm. so. I mean, I'm trying the same stuff out and doing the same thing. So I think um, it's just like and the kids have said the same thing where if you're doing jumps and working on the explosiveness before a squat, I mean, it really gets you locked in and ready to fire when you're using the heavier weights. Right. Um, do you have your athlete jump twice a week for 40 each day? And do you have them jump then lift sometimes or is it always – lift i mean do you ever have them lift then jump or is it always jump and then lift um it's always well as of right now it's been jump then lift um <laughs> twice a week uh it kind of depends i was going like i would start off three sets of five or something then 
progress mm-hmm. next next time uh next week four sets of five then five sets of five then switch up the variation um mm-hmm. that was working uh but then i was uh listening to your podcast actually with uh oh, wow, blake okay. blake from grindhouse right right nice yeah and he was talking about how he like does 20 and 20 each day and that i kind of like that just yeah he just jumps them all the time yeah they, if they especially they can't jump high yeah, yeah exactly so i've kind of been uh trying that out a little bit the last like week and a half so mm. yet yet to be seen but it looks good um do you do a max for both of those jumping days or now that you're doing 20 each day like are you trying to max them every time no i i don't uh max them every time like usually like when it's a three sets of five four sets of five blah 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 um mm-hmm. i have them going to about i would say 80 to 90 percent right for the sets but uh mm-hmm. lately i've been kind of having them count the sets that are like kind of warm-up sets is that and just going up to almost a max and that that's right doing right. well too actually i, I kind of like right. that because they're still getting some jumping in beforehand but their actual like max effort jumps i'd say uh there's just less reps so it's more focused on what they're doing rather than just like kind of when they start jumping too much uh like sets of five they kind of get a, a little lackadaisical and I think with right. the like lower reps, it's it's better actually. Um, when you have them do the warm up jumps, like let's like let's say let's say your kid can jump like pretty high. Mm-hmm. Will you have them start off like on a thirty inch box, or like do you let them warm up like like you know like they know they can jump a thirty, but let's say they're not too warmed up, and and like you said, you have them jump first. So like, do you start them off if you have to only do three sets of five? Is that first set on a pretty high box? Or you do you because you're saying you count the warm-up boxes, but you obviously don't want it to be too low. Right. Just recently, I've been counting, like, their warm-up sets. Before, I was just going, like, their working sets at the, the same height for the three sets of five. Right. But, uh, yeah, well, I mean, mm. we'll start off at a low, lower box and kind of get them a little acclimated and then move <clears> up from there. I, I Just going off of, like, prior experience with injuries and stuff, I like taking it – step-by-step step going up rather than trying to make that jump like immediately right um what are some of the max effort variations you have the younger lifters perform um they do i like them having them do uh the cambered box squat mm. i like that hard box or what's that hard box or yeah soft i don't box? have any foam or a soft box right now so it's all uh, okay. down to a hard box but uh yeah i mean uh with the stability factor with the cambered and kind of it, it works out well. Um, what else? Uh, what's the height of the box, by the way? Usually I, like for that kid, is it parallel? Yeah, for usually most I just or... go parallel. I mean, especially as football players, um, it, it parallels more than fine for me with them. So mm. that's all I have them do really is, is parallel. Mm. But, um, I have them doing a lot of floor pressing, um, hmm. more deficit deadlifts than rack pulls. Why is, why is that? Um, no reason. Just I guess just uh, getting a bigger range of motion without hmm. like uh, using such heavy weight, like not taxing the body as right. much. Right. Um, yeah, and I mean – we do, we have uh 
we we actually have them safety squat box uh, box squat quite a bit. So, um, when do you use explosive strength weights versus speed strength weights? I haven't actually like got into that too much with them. It's just like as of right now, it's just been uh, getting kind of the explosiveness from their, their jumps and then going right. into straight like dynamic waves. Uh, I, as they get closer to their football season, I'm going to mix those two together. So they kind of like super, super set the two. So they'll get into a Also contrast. Yeah. So they'll get into, uh, say a dynamic effort box squat and then go immediately into like a box jump or something like that. So, how often do you have your athletes box squat versus free squat? I don't have them free squatting at all. Okay. They're, none of them compete in powerlifting or anything lifting wise. So right. I don't I don't really feel it's that necessary for them to be free squatting with a bar. They will do uh, right. goblet squats with a kettlebell or a dumbbell. What when they're like too weak to use a like to use significant weight on the bar or they're just really bad mobility you'll have them goblet squat or do you have them go back to it no so when i start like the kids off at first i'll have them uh learn how to box squat because these kids haven't had much experience at all lifting weights so i'll have them uh doing like a goblet dumbbell box squat to start off trying to get that that motion down and then it turns into the bar after that but uh after that, I mean, uh, we usually just use uh, the goblet uh, squats just for an accessory lift every once in a while. Um, which do you use more, chains or bands? And and say say that answer for bench squat and the deadlift. Uh, well, I use bands mostly just because that's really what I have. I have like a small set of chains that aren't, aren't uh, really much okay. weight. We use those... Uh, we use the chains. I mean, it adds a little bit to it, not much, but uh, we use that on like max effort lifts just to add a little bit. But uh, as dynamic, we we mostly just either do free weight or, or bands. Okay. Um, do you like use three week cycles between free weight and bands, or a combination of both, or do you just kind of? judge it by the kid and like do they if they need to go faster down and faster up yeah i kind of go as like uh it's a different for squats i guess because you can like increase the band tension a little bit more but uh the benching it's kind of tricky because they're they're not super strong benchers and i want it to be fast fast still so uh kind of use it like a mini band but i don't double it up and right. like stuff like that but with the bench i switch off like uh no uh no accommodated resistance and then bands and then squats i mean a lot of the time it's mostly just bands and then uh deadlifts kind of tricky a little bit too um but that that that's mostly bands also uh what percentage of a one rep max is used for bands and chains on bench squat and dead like do you use uh just a little bit do you use 50 percent? like what do, you, what do you do if there is some bands or chains on that max effort um honestly we haven't really worked too much of uh band tension on max effort lifts every once in a while we'll do uh a banded like box squat 
Uh, we mm. haven't done any banded uh, benches at all um, mm. for max effort. And uh, de- deadlifts, we'll use a minivan. Uh, but that's about it. Mostly it's just for our dynamic work. A lot, lot, lot okay. of straight weight for the kids. Um, what do you do for conditioning? And what distances and weight? And what do the distances and weight look well, like? Well, I have them uh, doing farmer's carries quite often. Um, mm-hmm. That's usually uh, either one arm or, or both dumbbells, kettlebells, trap bar. Um, sometimes we'll do like an overhead carry uh, with kettlebells. That kind of just alternates. And then uh, I haven't really had them doing much sled work because I only have one sled. But uh, right. Kind of like the standard like West Side thing, like sixty meters, like sets of eight, and it kind of builds each week, and then back down. Mm-hmm. But uh, mostly just farmers carries right now because uh, I'm a little bit limited on time with them and the workouts uh, with kids that kind of take a little bit longer just because they're not as yeah. focused the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they're always forgetting like form and all that. Yeah, and then. They said that they need to tell you about what the teacher did that day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, they're just not as like focused as as adults usually. But you know, um, what specialty equipment do you have? Um, as in like bars and stuff. Well, I guess bars, but also like, do you have a reverse hyper or an ATP or anything like that? No, we haven't. We don't have very much room than what we got in the garage right now. The next thing I'll probably purchase mm. is a reverse hyper. We've been using the mm. uh, GHD to, to kind of make right. a little makeshift reverse hyper. Yeah, I used to. I used to yeah, yeah, and then we'll just wrap a little mini band around it or whatever. The kids are so weak, though, usually that they don't need so much weight. So, like, that'll kind of Exactly. Do it, you know? <laughs> and I've, I found that, like, ankle weights doing reverse hy- hypers uh, are, yes. like, yeah. pr- pretty mm-hmm. decent substitute for it. Uh, kind of that mm. s- same like pendulum like swinging motion. So we kind of mix up like ankle weights and uh, bands for for the reverse hypers on the GHD. Um, besides that, I mean it's pretty pretty like basic garage gym. Uh, we got a safety squat bar, we got a camber bar, we got a football bar, got a bow bar, um, got uh, a deadlift bar a trap bar and then the the ghd helps out a lot we can do quite a bit on that um yeah that's that's pretty much like the specialty equipment what type of uh, racks are you guys using we got a, a rogue rack i forget which what the exact name of it is but uh it's kind of wide i guess i think it's i think it's like four feet i, I forget what which uh which one it is though but we have like a dip attachment, a landmine attachment onto it, and the pull-up bars oh, okay. and stuff like that. So, how often do you use landmine? Man, it, when I'm working out, I use it occasionally, but but not very often. Uh, mm. The most thing we use it for is probably like bent over rows. Oh, um, every once in a while, kind of a shoulder press. I'll do. Uh, We'll have them do like the the oblique abs, like the I don't know what you call them, like the Louis joints, the the, one that you rotate with the handle with that Y handle. So that's it. That one is tough. 
it's actually really tough. We actually kind of steer away from that a little bit just because it's so hard for the kids. It's not really like yeah. it's not very good quality, so it kind of kind of hard for them. They they mess up their back doing sometimes stuff yeah. like that where it's like it's really really simple, but they'll be like, ah, I feel it right there. I'm like, all right, well, let's get yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, any any time they're like, oh, this is this is bothering me or hurting me or whatever. I'll just, all right, we'll figure out a different variation and move on. Um, what forms of recovery do you suggest for your athletes to do? Um, just the basics like foam rolling, uh, lacrosse ball. Uh, I encourage them to sleep a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, just walk in. I, I, I don't have them stretch before working out, but I, I encourage them if they want to stretch at nighttime or whatever. Have you, um, have you have any kids that came that come off of an injury, or have dealt with any those knickknack injuries? Um, the the big kid I mentioned, he uh, he's got kind of knee issues right now, um, because mm. of how big he is and how fast he's grown, and and I don't mm. know if he's had the best coaches around him. I'm just speculating, right. but uh, um, it's we kind of got to steer around him a little bit. Like he doesn't do any box jumps. So I have him doing. Uh, like seated, like I'll put a bamboo bar on the rack for him and put attach some bands for it, and they'll have him do like quick, uh, fast box squats off of that, and like kind of use that as his explosive work with just super super lightweight and just moving as fast as possible, just trying to ease up on the the pounding of the knees and joints and everything. Um. How often do you have your kids do any connected tissue work? Um, I have them doing that on uh, mostly dynamic days for the, the higher higher reps on their accessory works at the end of there. I have them doing uh, leg curls, uh, prone or seated uh, with the band or the ankle weights, and then also uh, a lot of tricep uh, band pushdowns and stuff like that and face pulls and band pull-aparts. Um. When do you have your kids do med ball work? Um, usually it's uh, usually it's throws. So I'll do like upper body stuff, like right before they they bench. Um, that really consists of just like med ball uh, slams, throws, and tosses, and um, yeah. So we do that before our bench. How heavy do you have them? Well, how heavy is the med ball that they're using? Right now, we have a 14-pound med ball and then a 10-pound uh, slam ball. So, kind of – I, I just got to get creative and kind of figure out what works for them because that's all we have right now. You can do – have you tried any, like, one-handed variations? Um, just because with, like, right. with, like, 10 pounds, a one-handed throw can be actually – Yeah, that's true. Time. I actually haven't thought about that. That's a good idea. Uh, we uh, – this depends on the sport, though, because certain movements don't really have much carryover. Right. But if you got to do what you got to do, you know something yeah, explosive. Yeah, sure. right? I mean, honestly, like they're just starting off their strength career, so uh, <clears throat> the ten pound and fourteen pound actually works pretty good for the most part. It's, it's uh, pretty. It's. I haven't really seen them like out out uh, grow it yet. Um, how many days do your athletes train in season versus off season? Well. Just because my time's like limited with work right now, um, we we train twice a week, and uh, they actually just started their conditioning uh, 
um, this this week for football, the two kids that play football, and they're going four days a week right now. So we had to switch it. Yeah, jeez. Oh, with the, out is. here in California, they're pretty serious about the whole COVID thing. So uh, they uh, they have the kids just conditioning, no no weights. They're not allowed to go in the weight room. Um, so I have no idea what exactly they've been doing so far. I kind of asked them today, and they're like, "Oh, we kind of just run around and keep distance from everyone." They're not even allowed to be like within six feet of the next person, and I mean, it's just. I don't know. I, I assume they're just running sprints and running them into the ground. Yeah. Gases. So, I mean, I I just try and steer them away from <laughs> that that kind of stuff when I'm with them. So. Um, what are some books or certifications that you would recommend for people to read? Um, well, I've re- read the Book of Methods and some of the mm. the manuals from Westside. Um mm. That's kind of a go-to, I guess, uh, for anyone getting into conjugate. Um, definitely recommend the conjugate you from Nate Harvey that I was talking about earlier. That I think has helped me out the most. Um, even if I wasn't training kids, I think it, it could help out anyone that's wanting to get into conjugate. Um, certifications, I don't have any, um, so I, I can't really like speak about that. But uh, I asked. Uh, the mom of the first kid that I started training and I was like, do you think it would be better if I had uh, certifications? Would it, would it be more appealing to you? And she said, uh, I don't think it would make any difference because I just don't know anything about it. It's just kind of based on the results of right. the kids. And I, I kind of, yeah. I mean, that's just kind of how I, I feel about it as of right now. Ryan House, he doesn't yeah. have any. He just reads. Yeah, just I mean, reads. it seems like... Uh, you know, there's like kind of a conjugate like little community on Instagram. So, so like <laughs> people like how how I got in touch with you and everything, and uh, just asking people questions and just trying to soak up as much game as possible. I'm trying to think. How did we get in contact? Did you comment on the post? With Honestly, like, I I don't really remember. I think I probably in- like followed you. I'm not really sure though. I think one of the coaches I interviewed, you like followed, and they may have reposted. Maybe it was B three H, Ben uh, Chantos. Yeah, I feel like it was something like that. But then, yeah, you started following me. Then, like, I commented on a post about something you were doing with some doing something. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that conjugate community. That's who I. I I, sometimes I like I want to interview other people, but I'm just like, nah. I got so many people that like do conjugate that I'm like so interested in because they just so happen to also get like crazy results. So I don't know, you know, it's like it, uh, it, it's it's like <laughs> slightly cultish. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, because it's conjugate after yeah. conjugate. But, no, but but the, like I always tell people, this is this is a lot about for me. Yeah, no, that's notes. what I kind of that's what I gathered uh, from listening to your some of your previous podcasts. Uh, and that's kind of where I'm at too, man. I'm just trying to talk to people and uh, learn more. Like I'm learning from you, so it's it's all for the better. Hey, make me go. feel good, man. <laughs> <laughs> every day, every day, it's yeah. study sessions. <laughs> so yeah, like when you yeah. mentioned the certifications, uh, I would do certifications if like I you obviously learning more and increasing your knowledge. So that's that's all for the better, right? No matter what, right? Um. How did you actually 
come in con- – like how did you start reading Conjugate or how did you get introduced to it? Uh, that's that's kind of tough. Uh, I'm trying to think because my dad, he competed in powerlifting for years and was all about like linear periodization and, and did pretty well. Uh, mm-hmm. Set some California records and rank, ranks in the – top 10 i think in the nation at, at certain points uh but uh mm. i don't know probably just social media honestly like following uh maybe like dave tate or someone like that just kind of seeing, seeing mm. who's who on like the big lifts and stuff like that and just being interested <clears throat> yeah they got a lot of them on, on that on man that board. The, <laughs> like obviously on the board now but just all the people throughout the year that have been through there and trained and everything is crazy yeah. Um, so what are you doing like for your own training? Like are you trying to compete in something like or are you just doing uh, test for the most work? part test dummy work? Uh I mean obviously I want to get stronger, but uh just trying to stay healthy and you know, if I right. if I get hurt it affects my job, so it's kinda the tricky thing a little bit. I am not I'm not saying I'm gonna get uh, hurt, but I mean there's always that can't do the Jared Bitney. Let's see if this tricep <laughs> blows off. <laughs> so that's in my head now that I'm retiring basketball. Sometimes I'm like, I just said this to Zangler. I think in my in my five said, what if I push this JM press? Let's see what happens. <laughs> it's like a badge of honor. I don't know. I have the hard, <laughs> hardest time doing the JM press. Them J- I don't know if it's ever supposed to feel. You know, like have you done Williams yeah. extensions before? Yeah, like those ones, like it feels good, but like you can see the stress yeah. on the elbow. But like that JM press, it's like, you know who does it like perfect? Laura Phelps. Have you I ever just, watched her I just in- started, tutorial uh, videos on it? On Instagram, actually. Oh, hey, you got to get out. That's the goat. You got to yeah, get out. Yeah, I've seen that. some of her videos. Crazy. Ooh. You know, a, a big reason for her, like following her, though, if you have a small gym mm-hmm. with not a lot of stuff, she has a, like during COVID, man, I went out when I was like, what can I do to make it like almost a max effort squat? Zercher squats with a PVC pipe. You use fucking bands yeah. on a Zercher squat. You can quickly get to like yeah. 300 plus pounds and like setups and all that. Like she and all the different variations, like different ways to just do like tricep extension, rear duff fly. Cause you know, conjugate, try not to get bored and try not to plateau. Like that's, yeah, that, that she is, yeah. I don't know how she does. It. I don't know if it's, cause I feel like West Side does that type of stuff like all mm-hmm. the time no matter what you know what i mean like they're just like let's just do something new with the bands like what can we do with bands it's always changing <laughs> um what is some advice you have for other coaches out there uh just uh keep learning it's like keep keep trying to read more and don't don't get stale um really uh really allow the kids to have fun and it's it's uh about them not not you what are your um future goals well like i was saying earlier hopefully uh at some point steer away from the hospital and uh get into this full time uh the plan is to build a build a barn on the property uh yeah Ah. all in with weights almost like a strength performance like little little barn factory thing so that's the plan there's not really a whole lot of things in this this area out here uh like that so i think it's a little uh where are you at i'm living in atascadero california right now it's uh next to san luis obispo close to santa barbara we're about we're about halfway in between la and san francisco well that's a well that's a 
that's a good spot, right? In between, not too far drive. If people, yeah, man, it's, place. it's a it's a beautiful right. area. They call it the Central Coast. It's uh, close to the ocean and everything. It's a it's a nice area. So you're gonna be in competition with Grindhouse? Well, you know what? The uh, they're only, they're only like an hour and a half <laughs> away from us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. really? I, I message him uh, asking him questions all the time, and he uh, he gets back to me like pretty quick and always really cool. I I, re- I really yeah, like him over up. there. Yeah. That's what's up. Um, um, are you like so when you're thinking about getting like making your own space? Like, what do you what's what do you want in the gym? Like, if if it's the dream gym, what? Like if you got like that ten thousand something like square feet, like what are you gonna? Put? Um, just uh enough a uh, couple squat racks, hopefully like a monolift, couple uh separate mm. benches. Um, from there a deadlift platform and then GHC reverse hyper ATP in- inverse curl. <laughs> uh, enough oh, enough yeah. area to drag a sled, push a sled. Um. Then, then from there, just dumbbells, med balls, box jumps. I mean, it can be pretty simple after that. Oh, don't forget that vert mat, man. Don't yeah. forget that vert mat. That yeah, is I've a lifesaver. Lo- I've been I, looking I, at that. So I just got, oh, go ahead. Yeah, that, that is crucial. I mean, and I feel like it brings right. out more competition. It keeps the kid super hungry because when they see that number, it's just like the laser system for the running. <laughs> They're like – Oh shit! Yeah, that's, I that's get another thing. When I had uh, the first kid, it, it was just him for like four or five months, and then once the other kids started coming, you could see the the competition and pushing it a little bit more. Yes, it's it yes. better for everyone. Uh huh. Which you get the kids from opposite schools? Ooh, well, there, it's there, a good there one. There is, but the you the get... ones that are in opposite schools don't play uh, don't play any sports right now, so there's not uh, really any of that. But uh-huh. yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> Um, okay, before that's all my questions I have. Before we go, do you have any questions? How, how long have uh, you been coaching over there for? Um, so, so I just moved down from New York this past November, and I've been coaching like as the side thing for like mm-hmm. four or five years, but it was never my major thing because I was still at one point I was in college playing, and then I played some semi pro. So, like, now I moved down here, and I was supposed to play on a semi pro team, and then COVID happened. And then I just get it. I just dug deep into conjugate, started banging out books. Like I started, I read sports training. Yeah. I'm on super training now. I read a bunch, watch videos, and it's just like I had a feeling like I was like get like falling out of love with just practicing. Like I still love basketball, but it's like it doesn't excite me right. to improve my jump shot anymore. And I just kept getting more like, man, what if I just did this full time? And then. I made a public Instagram, started the podcast, and a gym hired me that I was working at that was like a basketball facility. And I worked there for like three or four months, and I was just the only strength coach. And then the gym that I've just been training at, that's like the biggest strength gym in Atlanta down here, the owner I've been getting closer with, he's like, he posted on his Instagram saying like, uh, I'm looking for one to two trainers. And I was like, hey, what's up? <laughs> and so and then he responded and I've been working there now for this is going on my third week. So I mean I got all the toys to play with. I mean I got ATP inverse curl. He's getting Damn, a plyo awesome. swing. We got every single bar, you know, chains, med balls up to a hundred, like you know, they even have strong man stuff. So and it's like it's only me, the owner, and then three other trainers. So 
it's only I think it's like an eight or nine thousand square foot facility, but it's like basically all private. But I mean, we got kids like young kids all the way up to like professional athletes. So it's just like a good environment and like really cool. So, you know, I'm fairly new to like this is my full time job, just like you are. But, you know, just like you, I've just been reading. And honestly, this podcast has been the number one way I've been learning even quicker because it's like you can read all the books, but avoiding the little mistakes, like just orientation, organization of workouts and stuff like that. Kind of like the Nate Harvey thing, you that the, the yeah. conjugate you that you've been talking about. That's kind of what I've been doing. So it's like I've changed like adding in isometrics or, you know, do like birds, like do 20 jumps, then go lift, then do 20 jumps after I've been how, trying how, that, you know, just like, like little career. stuff like that. Could ju- I really like it. So like, it depends on the, on the kid. And you know, I've been doing it on myself and I've been trying to figure out which one works better. I'll say this. If anything, I, if I were you, I would start trying to do the max effort lift and then do the jump because yes, they're, they're going to be like a little less warmed up for the max effort jump. But what I've done is I've learning from my boss. I've been doing more of a better warm up. Like I used to kind of just yeah. do leg swings and stuff like that. But for the kids that have any like knee problems, do some bait and hamstring curl, do some core, do yeah. some hyper, do some sled. Then they go squat. Yeah. They're usually good. But just, and I do the same thing with benching, then doing the med ball throw. They're so primed because it's like a permanent contrast yeah. that lasts for a while. And I, and instead of doing 40 jumps, I kind of get quicker. So like they'll feel super light with their jumps and I'll get, by the time they get to like 15 to 20, they're kind of already ready to get into the singles. Like they can go kind of quick. And then, uh, I don't know if it was Burr or if it was Grinos or Zingler, one of them, I, cause they all kind of tell me the similar stuff where in those jumps as well, I'll do contrast method where I'll start them with, uh, uh-huh. ankle weights or dumbbells. And then when it's time for their, unless they're doing a dumbbell max, if they're doing a, then if they're doing a bodyweight max, I start with those dumbbells and then take them off and they get even better results like that. And I've done it on myself and I can tell how it works. So like I'll get a max with the dumbbells, then I'll take the dumbbells off and usually I get a max without the dumbbells or without the, especially the ankle weights, the ankle weights is even bigger. And then when you get a vert mat, try doing, I know Michael Mm Fahey was telling me to do where you do three to four sets mm-hmm. of box jumps with or without weight. And then you do your vert mat because some reason with the vert mat, just, I don't know what it is, but if you do them a bunch of box jumps, it's, maybe it's because they have to yeah. pick their legs up and stuff. Then the vert mat, they're like, it, it's not that it's easier, but it's just easier to like get more out of the jump. Cause you know, like when you're just jumping straight up and especially for most yeah. athletes where they're used to running, the standing can be really tough. But if you do the box jump, and especially I usually do it standing. I won't, I won't let them run on that either or not even a step. Then they go to the vert mat and then like the, that contrast is like, yeah, really, that, really that, big. Se- that sequence makes you know, sense um, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I'm, I, I, I've been doing it like part-time. So like when I was like in and out, like before I transferred schools, I was out of school for a year and I was doing training like at, at, at crunches and, mm-hmm. and independent stuff just like because I was in the city so like you could go to people's places that had gyms or whatever but now that it's been like full time and I fall in love with it so like um, now I'm gonna I'm gonna transition my training because I don't want to be unathletic so I'm gonna go back into fighting that's what I want to do not like competition but I used to do it when I was younger so now I want to start like taking jujitsu and all that stuff because I want to but one of my goals is that yeah. I want to train fighters but do you I want to uh, understand it better? Do you follow uh, Phil Derue from? Uh, he used to be on uh, 
top team Fit down there in Florida. Now he has his own facility. He uh, he trains his fighters. He's a MMA coach basically, and uh, uh, he trains all of them conjugate style. It's, it's pretty interesting. Yeah. Okay, yeah, Dub exactly. Strong. I just tons checked of, him. Tons of content okay. on that. Oh, good. Because I, because I'm, I, I'm about to have actually a coach that somehow I found uh, on this Sunday. Um, that is a conjugate guy, and he's been um, fighting since he's like four years old, and he's using. Because I'm just trying to, you know, like the conditioning for basketball on right. that is going to be totally different. So it's like I'm trying to figure all that out, like what max effort variations to use. His name is hmm. Joey Hoey, Joe Joe Hoet, okay FC, but he owns his own. He owns his own gym. I can't tell you where, but he owns his own gym. But yeah, um, I'm like, yeah, man, give me that yeah, info because sure. I need that. <laughs> I mean, any any uh, people that are getting yeah, but, uh, results, I mean, they're doing something right. That's right. You know, it's funny. I, I always feel like that with the conjugate people, I feel like this way, the attitude is like, what works? Okay, yeah. let me go use it. Linear people, it's like, I don't yeah. want to hear it because it's not linear. And and that doesn't work because box spots don't work or it only works for gear. It only works for powerlifts. That's what, like, bro, do you know how many athletes are using That's the, the cool system? thing about it. I mean, <laughs> the, the kids, they go through three-week phases of stuff, and then they move on to different exercises, and they're, that, they keep interested. They're having fun. It's not getting stale. It's just always constantly changing. And uh, it, it's fun for me, too, just working out like that, too. And they're not getting hurt, even though they're doing max effort. Right. People think that's where they get hurt. No, it's when you make them do the 50 rep. Like one of my clients today, he just told me, high school kid he's like because they have mm-hmm. to do weight training at the school and he's like he always asks me he's like why are we doing all these super super high reps or these slow 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 tempo stuff all the time and they're like to build muscle and he's already a big kid and i'm like see this is like every day he tells me something where i'm just yeah. like, these people don't know what they're talking about and let me tell you he tells me how much they get paid and i'm like it's crazy are you serious yeah it's it's just crazy, yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. I, I'm actually like just my experiences <laughs> growing up and talking to different people and being around a- athletes and athletics. It's it's kind of wild how uh, some of these people are in charge of these kids as they they're getting <laughs> into like needing to train weights and stuff like that. And it's 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 kind of scary a little bit at times. Yeah, I always just say it's just like you're doing yeah, it just for a kid. When you're doing stuff blindly just because, like, some mentor said that it was good. But it's like, yo, if you're still doing stuff from the 70s and not looking at, like, has, it, has stuff changed? Has stuff improved? Let me not not do something just because my mentor would have said or I didn't train this way my whole life. Like, let's compare to compare, compare what you're doing to people who are yeah. obviously producing better results. Yeah. You need to and change And the whole, something. like, pushing, <laughs> uh, pushing of Olympic lifts on high schoolers uh, – that, oh um, yeah. Uh, yep. When I tell them what kind of workouts we're doing and the exercises, they're like, "No uh, cleans, no jerks, none of that." And I'm like, "Nope." <laughs> uh, it's just those are those are too complicated. I mean, when I was in high school, they kind of had us doing a lot of that stuff. And I'll be honest, I I, I was in shit for cleans and stuff. Uh, I was strong, but the the technique was horrible. And, uh, I think there was probably out of like 50 yeah. kids or whatever, there was maybe one kid that actually like looked solid doing them. <laughs> and I mean, what does that say? I mean, <laughs> if, 
Yeah. And then it's just like they don't they don't want to take into account or do the research that it, it doesn't produce as much force as a wide stance max effort squat or deadlift. And people, for some reason, think maybe it's because it's more weight on the yeah. bar when you do a squat or deadlift, yeah. but it's safer. And it's easier to teach, like you said, like, taking all that time lifting the PVC pipe when they could yeah, be getting stronger, uh, faster, and jumping. Specifically, like deadlifts for the kids, they, they get in a better position with their backs and everything yeah. rather than some of the other like conventional yep. lifts. I mean, I, I'm doing conventional deads every once in a while, but mostly wide stance. And, uh, right. you know, you start off on, with cleans and stuff from that conventional stance kind of, and it's just uh, rounded back and all that stuff. It's just it's not a very good look yeah. when kids are growing. Yeah, most of their most of their sports going to be wide. It's not going to be close. You know, from shooting a basketball, hitting a baseball, getting your chance at football is going to be wide. Yeah, I forget where I trained it, but it was uh, it might have been on Nate Harvey's uh, Instagram, but uh, it showed a picture of like LeBron James lining up on defense and his wide stance. You know, like that that's that's the athletic Mm -hmm. position right there. Not anything close. Yeah, I don't know. People still they didn't want you to do knee straight, toes straight, ass to grass, front squats, and I'm like, all right, man, you keep squatting that 450 pounds, but yeah, this kid is not gonna be jumping. It's just, it, a lot of the kids uh, when they are that young, they just don't realize that the posterior <clears throat> is so important because uh, they're looking at everything in the mirror and they want all that bigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the so big, just, the big quad. Hard. Yeah, <laughs> when are we yeah, doing I biceps? I don't have them training any biceps. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I, I I train a little bit of biceps, I I I didn't for a while, but now I have been a little bit just to get my arms bigger, just just so they're they're stronger for my like bench and deadlift and stuff like that. Right. But uh, yeah, I, I don't have the kids doing any bicep stuff. They they get enough out like rowing and pull ups and stuff like that. Where... Yeah, because they're gonna yeah. do the row wrong. They're gonna use their biceps, so it's like <laughs> they already use. Because I feel like anytime when I was still like doing biceps at all, um, before I was like, let me just give them up. Uh, my biceps would be too beat up to do a lot of just the athletic stuff. So I was like, let me just stop doing biceps, and then it went away. And I was like, well. Let me just focus on the triceps to feel the shirt, and that's exactly. what I need to do to bench press. So, <laughs> I mean, triceps and upper back. I, I, we we train that so much with those kids. Yes, and, sir. Uh, obviously, they're going to get stronger either way because they're growing. But it's just, it makes a huge difference. All right, man. Well, that, that's all I got for you. Tell tell everybody where to uh, to find you and on uh, Instagram. Instagram I'm at uh, Blanco's. Uh, Blanco's gym, uh, and uh, yeah, that's about it. That's all I got going with uh, the Instagram right now. <laughs> nah, I'm, no I'm Twitter and Facebook, <laughs> <laughs> no TikTok. Man, I, I didn't realize how uh, popular that was, but my, my wife, uh, she uh, she has uh, younger brothers and sisters, and they all use it and everything. It's pretty funny. Mm. <laughs> yeah, actually got oh, married, it, uh, married. What is it? October, two months ago. Yeah, thank oh, you. Oh wow, man! Congrats, congrats. Yeah, yeah. How, how long uh, were you before that? Three years. We we actually uh, years, met in the okay. mental hospital. 
Oh wow, was she a, was she a patient? <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, of course not. There's actually uh, there's actually no female patients in the hospital, thank goodness. But uh, um, uh, oh wow, yeah, she she's a psych tech out there also. So uh, we work in the same place. Okay. Okay. Well, at least you get to work with them. Not I'm really, sure to be honest. We we don't ever like work together because we'd rather not. But at the same time, like we're oh, okay. on a, there's okay. a bunch of units in the hospital, and uh, she's she's nearby. But like, uh, it's just a it's a dangerous place. So whenever whenever stuff happens in there, oh, you're always worried about what if. But, is she ever trying to like do something? Yeah, else, she like, just uh, like you are, she wants to continue going to school to become a nurse and then go go from there. Um, okay. But yeah, that's about it for okay. for her for now. It's uh, we got we get a lot of overtime yeah. out there, so it, you kind of get complacent with like the money flowing a little bit. But mm, all right. But yeah. <sighs> Yeah, man. Well, yeah, I man. appreciate you coming well, on. Thank you for having me. I it really appreciate it. <laughs> oh, of course. Of course. No we shine a light on Conjugate, guys. <laughs> All right, man. You too. All right, man. You have a good night. Well, the fat lady has some, and it's over. <laughs> I hope you all enjoyed that podcast. Another good one, of course. You know how we do on this, on this, in this joint. So I hope you all enjoyed uh tune in next week you can catch the announcer for the next podcast that'll be on my instagram of course that's k-a-l-i-l underscore s-h-e-r-r-o-d and as of course if you like this podcast please give us a thumbs up favorite it share it leave a review hopefully if it's positive it's not positive get out of here um, you know, tell your friends, tell your family. All we do is get clean, spread good information. You know what I'm saying? And uh catch you later. Stay clean. Peace. <laughs>